Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season Season six six of Better Let Let Me Tell Tell You. And with a beautiful body. She asked me for the time. No, that is, is this, probably is this, is this Craig David. Of course, it's Craig okay, David. Okay. This is probably the song I have listened to the most in my entire is this life. The, the, Monday, Monday. Okay. I, for some reason, the, drink the, on the rhythm sounded off on the verse. We were making love. What are you saying by that? We were making love by Wednesday me and never. on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Chilled on Sunday. But today's fake Friday, and he did not include that in his seven days. <laughs> but Wednesday and Thursday, fake Friday. Friday no, he could say, she faked it on Friday. There you go. There you go. But we will never fake it. We will never fake it. No. So welcome, everybody, to episode... 257. Of Pero Let Me Tell You. Yes, yes, Como yes. Está todo el mundo? Well, everybody's great. It's a long weekend. It is. It's a long for some because some people don't have that Monday off, which sucks. Happy Fourth of July! Happy Independence Day, Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Quick, don't ha- ask me how many years. Oh my god! I don't know, two hundred and something, forty-seven. Okay. Wow. Anyway, um, happy birthday, America! You know I don't do math, and then no, you're no, clearly ask me for you things don't. like that. Clearly I have to do math, like math on the Just spot. Just add three years to your age plus two hundred. <laughs> Just add 203 years to your age. I like how you went the long way around saying that. Yeah. Add three years and then 200. No, because those are the mathematical gymnastics I do in my head. Because I'm really, really good at like, well, you've seen yeah, me. Yeah, like yeah. when you throw, what's this and this and this? Yeah, I'm like this. I, I, no. I do like these numerical gymnastics nope. in my head that um, I could come up with like arithmetic really quickly. Um, so I do stuff like that. Like, okay, add three to this and then plus 200. Tricks. Yeah, all those tricks. Those tricks right. of yours. Tricks. Yeah, it's funny, though, because I'm not good at math. When I'm looking at, a, like, a, a document at work that has some type of mathematical equation, mm-hmm. 
actually I can find when there's something wrong with them. Wow, look at that. Because I'm so used to like, no, 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 I have to check my work that I can, I will sit there and you have to check your and, work and, and look for it. So yeah, it's, it's all about checking your work. It is all about checking the work. Although I'm glad I'm not in school. You right know now. what's, you know what, it. you know what was so messed up that I remember, you know, when you're taking algebra, you mm-hmm. have the the foil method. Yes, the foil method. Remember, but when I was in in ninth grade, which is when you take algebra in good old Southwest High, I had a wonderful, wonderful math teacher who was Cuban, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Garcia, Miss Garcia. Was that Papelito who, Procedure? Papelito Procedure. Okay. Which I don't even know what in English what that would be called, what we were trying to do. But she called it Papelito Procedure, which it, it, she got the name from where she you would get a little piece of paper and then you would put it in, in, in front of one of the, on top of one of the numbers and then you had to multiply all the other. Like moving the paper along. Yes. Okay. Yes. And she used to call it Papelito Procedure. Once we got to the foil method, I thought it was called the foil method because she got a pedazo de aluminio <laughs> and started calling oh, it. The, so, well, no, I love it. I love it. Okay, I love well, it. No, I no, actually no. think that it's pretty. You know, no, that was a good. That was a good right, jump. That was a right. good. Right. I wasn't the only person. No, that thought you were that. following the narrative. I was following yes, the narrative. Yes, you were. I, we, other other friends of ours who had her in ninth grade. You didn't have her. No. Other friends of ours that had her in ninth grade thought the same thing. What are you doing? I'm checking the levels. Levels? The levels. Oh, yeah. That song of... Um, Wait, who, whose song is that? I was going to say Chris Jenner. Why was that the hell? I'm, I guarantee you it was of, not Chris um, Jenner. The, a Jonas Brother. Uh, which levels. One? That's right. J- Joe? No. Uh, Kevin? The other one. Ke- no, the jo- other one. Uh, Nick. Nick. You know Nick. The, most, <laughs> the most popular, <laughs> the most popular one, popular one. one. <laughs> we couldn't think of. So, Isn't that always the way? Yeah, Seven Days by Craig David. Do you remember when I was in my Craig David phase? I do. I remember you were... I think you're still in it. I I remember you were slightly annoyed by it. I like Craig David, but clearly not as much as you. Right. Seven Days? I'm not kidding. That is probably the song in like all the songs I've ever listened to in my life that I've listened to the most. Really? I used to listen to Seven Days probably about 10 times a day. 10 times a day? Yeah, because I used to play it... That's 70 days. I used to play it... Like at least twice on my commute to work, then okay. I would listen to probably probably at least once on my commute to school to call it. Okay, college, so that's three. So FIU. Then on my commute back, four. Then I would go back to work. So Five. that would listen like two or three more times. Okay, so we're like six. And then there was like a random time. Yeah, like I used to listen to. That. I'm not when probably started, some, there's probably some gym time in there. Right, right. And you right. know I'm very consistent. Wonder like hold on, I'm not gonna see That's true. Right. But that song because I was like really into Craig David. <laughs> Oh yeah, Craig David is badass. He does he still record? Like he does, um, he does new music. He does oh, actually, cool, cool, cool. Um, and he actually lived for many years here in Miami. I feel like I knew that. Yeah, because he was he had like club parties. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, here in Miami, and it was like a really big thing. And it's funny because like people from around the world would come to it, but yet people here in Miami would were not. Like, were like eating Craig David. Craig David. Craig David. Craig David. Craig David, if you want to be on Pedro, let me tell you, you know. We have an open invitation. I remember I saw Craig David at Billboard Live when Billboard Live was in oh, South Oh, wow. Beach. I forgot that you, existed. You that? I, saw, I saw Craig David and Billboard Live. I believe it was December of 2001. Okay. And I was front row. On Friday, <laughs> it's time to party. Let me hear you. You don't. The only me. thing I will say, Craig, is if you come on the show, we're not available seven days a week. So you know, just we'll, we'll figure something out. Okay, but you're but gonna it's have not to. Good, though. It is a good song. It is a good song. But clearly, I don't like it as much as you do. Oh, I don't. No, think, I don't even think Craig David likes it as much as you oh, do. That possibly. Would, that would, that would. <laughs> 
That would break my heart. <laughs> but because you know all singers after a while, like especially their their top hits, they get a little like, I have to sing this again. I have to sing yeah. this again. So they like to take a break. Tell that to like Jocelyn. That. Enriquez? No. Okay, so I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I have to talk about this because I'm neck deep into it. So I've been watching The Idol. Oh, okay. On HBO. Okay, yes. And it's now it's, on, it, it ends this week. Yes. Yeah. It's the show on HBO that... With The Weeknd. With The Weeknd and... Um, and and Johnny Depp's daughter, daughter uh, Lily Rose Depp. Yes. And I have so much to say about that show. <laughs> I have so much to say about that show that I don't want to take too much time from the show. Like, are we going to need a special it? episode so, oh, just I mean, for that? Clearly, I was going to watch this show because The right. Weeknd is in it. And, right, you know, right, right. in 200 and... 50 something episodes you know I think everybody been, knows I yes. heart the weekend I yes, heart yes. Um, and not in the same way that we all heart the weekend <laughs> no <laughs> no no in a different way <laughs> yes so obviously I was gonna watch it and this is a show that had a bunch of production delays yeah. it had you know it had negative the, press before the, it even started the script was changed the directors were changed mm-hmm. um, there was talk you know rumors of a toxic work environment all that take your pick all that stuff and so I knew that you know I knew that... You know what you were getting in for. Yeah, that this was going to be quite the ride. It's really bad. And you know, it hurts me to say... Jose saw the first episode and said he's done. He's not good. He's just not a good actor. He's not good in that role. Okay, okay, Do you know what he reminds me of? His acting in this show? And it hurts me to say this because I love this guy. Liz Berkeley and Showgirls? No. Mariah Carey and Glitter. Oh, remember Martin Glitter? You like a remember person. Remember Glitter when she was trying to be emotional, but there was nothing there, right? <laughs> nothing. Maybe you're the problem. Maybe I am. <laughs> um, there's nothing there. <laughs> like, oh, he's just reading lines. And then the thing about it is that so, but he's supposed to be like super charismatic, and well, like, he's a cult leader. But that's what I mean. Cult leaders um, have to have some degree there, of charisma. But there's nothing, and then like. I know what they were. I mean, Sam Levinson is a director who is right. the director of Euphoria, right, and he's right. known for his really explicit sex scenes. I know what they were trying to do with the sex scenes, but I think it fails. Okay. Um, I know they were trying to make these like super provocative, like push the envelope. Uh, I'll push the envelope sex scenes that were sort of like a little taboo, and they're just ridiculous. They're not. They're not sexy, and they're not. They're not. They're not, they're not envelope pushing. Yeah, either. they're. I've always said this. I I feel that gratuitous sex scenes in any in a movie in a show. Mm-hmm. I don't care for that. I mean, if it's a sex scene that has to do with the plot, then yeah, go for it and go for it all the way. Right. But gratuitous sex scenes are just sex scenes that are shocking for the sake of being shocking. Mm-hmm. Like I could see right through it. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me. And there's a lot of that in the show. And yeah. I'm sure the, Troy the Savant feels the same way you do about the, shocking. The, the character. <laughs> You know, they say she's loosely based on Britney Spears. I've heard that, yes. And now, do you think she's based on Britney Spears or they're using that as like a shorthand so that they don't actually have to do character development? Well, that's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. But even if they're using it loosely on Britney Spears, you still have to do character development because she's not Britney Spears. Right, right. right. And one of the one of the things that we find out is that her mom died and that has her in a really bad headspace. But you don't develop this character enough to... Be like, okay, I feel for her. I get why she's struggling. Mm-hmm. You just know she is, but there's no... You don't and know then, why she and got then, there. Obviously, this is sort of... The show is about the dark side of Hollywood. I get that. But everybody is also an asshole just for the sake of being an asshole. <laughs> so, you know, it's okay. kind of like in Showgirls. You know you know how in Showgirls we're just mean? For no reason. For no reason. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, why is Crystal so, like, this passive-aggressive back and forth? Like, but at least Showgirls has horribly wonderful dialogue. I mean, if you're going to be a bitch, be a bitch. Right, but right, right. like, oh, the, the, you know, what is it? <laughs> Lord's water or whatever. Right, it's holy water. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. I'm going to take you out to lunch, but, you know, you're but a piece then, of shit. Right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, um, so, I don't know. It's just bad. However, the music is great. Well, I mean, that's the one thing we know he does well. Yeah, the music is great. And he actually has a song with Madonna, uh, popular, that's actually really, really good. Oh, I I saw it on Spotify the other day, but I didn't actually click on it. Actually it actually, it's yeah. doing very well. It's actually, By the way, Speedy Recovery to Madonna. Yes, yes. So what what happened? Bueno, eso es lo que te pasa. Te da una bacteria cuando tú estás bugado. Oh, no. Let's not, <laughs> let's not go down that road. No, um, apparently, because I was reading, it's funny because I went to like all of the reputable sources, and they were all kind of towing the line, and then I saw that TMZ had a story, and I'm like, TMZ, somehow, I'm not sure how, always knows the real truth. They always know what's really going on. So I'm like, you know what? But gossip column that it is, right. they always know. So apparently, she'd had a fever for like a month. Well... That she, she didn't talk she, about her fever true, for a it's long true. time. I mean, well, you know, historically, bad girls have fever. And so she... When you kiss them and you hold them tight. It's true. And then the, I guess the fever went deeper and deeper. And In the morning and all through the night. Yes. And and so she got hung up on not going to the hospital. <laughs> and then that caused the whole commotion. It, well, and then what they did was they got into the groove and took her because her assistant actually found her passed out in her, in, I think it was in, in her bathroom, vomiting and then every, everybody got together. And everybody got together. Yes. Yes. And she was vomiting uncontrollably, actually. And they were like, who's that girl? that's on the floor <laughs> and then uh, so they took her to the hospital and you know like a ray of light was this in Manhattan yes, yes oh it was, was in La Isla Bonita it was in La Isla Bonita yes <laughs> it was in Staten it Island it was not Staten Island it was La Isla Bonita <laughs> and so now she's back home but apparently she's she's still bad like she's still like bedridden like she she still vomits she you know she's, she's got a really bad bacterial uh, infection and and you know what a part of it though like Again, like I said, I got this from TMZ, right? So grain of salt and all that. But historically, we have seen TMZ be right about so many things. And there's a certain element, though, to the Madonna persona that we know Mm -hmm. that I can believe that she was like, I have a fever of 105, but this tour starts in three weeks. I cannot stop. Like, I can see her. I can totally see her being like, I will beat the fever. You know, like, like I I will beat the fever. I am greater than the fever. I am greater than the bacteria. bacteria. (laughs) You know, so I could see her just plowing through it. I mean, if anybody could take on a bacteria, it would be Madonna. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Maybe she could have cured COVID. She just didn't want to. Mm. Okay, so according to TMZ, well, she's back home. She is home. So she's not on death's door then. No, 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 no. She's still being looked after, but she was in ICU. Yeah, well, I think she was intubated. Well, yeah. I mean, I read from that she was unresponsive, which means you're without a pulse. I didn't see that, but I mean, I would. No, some sources at her as unresponsive. Yeah. Um. So you know, I've always said this. One of the things that I'm the most afraid of is. Pneumonia, like pneumonia, it ca- like it all catches those, you off guard. All those respiratory, like viral, like I love that poor Brittany Murphy. Yes, I'm like because that's the type of stuff. Can be some un catarrito, you know? Like, oh, you know yeah, you just I'm not gonna it, go to the hospital with un before. You know, you're full of pneumonia and dying. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I've known people like in their fifties that were like super healthy, get pneumonia, then yeah. they get dehydrated, they start having organ failure and die. And it's like you gotta be careful with, with the, the fact pneumonia. that there is a walking pneumonia. Yeah. is is even more terrifying. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're literally just, you're okay, quote unquote. Yeah. So, bueno, Madonna, speedy so, yes, recovery. Speedy recovery. We and... all have tickets to your show, but yes. no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> but if you do want to change it so that our show is opening night, we're not going to be upset about that. No. I don't want an opening night show. Oh, I don't mind. No, 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 no. I don't mind an opening night show after this because that means that she's going to show up, you know, having beat the bacteria and it's going to be a joyous event and we're all going to be happy and celebrating her, you know, her recovery. So it'll be it'll be that type of a I've, opening I've night. I've done opening nights and other tours for other people and it's like, eh, there's always something that goes wrong. I don't think that's the case with Madonna. Well, that's true. Madonna doesn't do go wrong. <laughs> Well, as evidenced by the fact that she almost died because she couldn't go to the hospital for a fever a few, day, a few years ago in the Brit Awards, <laughs> right? And I'm sure that that person was executed. <laughs> the girl who did it, who knocked her down because she didn't do her. Yeah, job. she was banished. She, I mean, we've never heard from her again. <laughs> that probably is something that Madonna would do. She's not known for being warm and fuzzy. No, at so, all, at all. Something I wanted to bring up this week because this is like the. Uh, top or height of like American entitlement, if you will. Okay. Did you hear about the American tourist who went to the Coliseum? No. Oh, okay. So this American tourist went to the Coliseum and in the Coliseum walls, he carved his name and his girlfriend's name. And of course, the only logical reason he proceeded to... He did it for the gram. He did it for the gram. And now there's like this international, I wouldn't call Hunt. It's not like Interpol is after the guy, (laughs) but there is this like. It's worse. It might be the mafia. (laughs) There's like this whole international outcry and they are looking for him and he faces a very hefty fine and a uh, even jail time. Good. And I, you know what I'm thinking? Okay. And Gable Mantle. There, there are several pictures of him doing this. Okay. I could understand because I've seen this, you know, many, many in even Europe, in <laughs> places that I've gone that are ancient or or very old, I have seen that people do carve their names on the wall or graffiti their names on the wall. But usually, there is a million names on the wall, right? Right. right. Like there's like chalk and right. right, right. But in these pictures, I mean, I've been to the Colosseum a yes. few times and I don't recall seeing that. I don't know, but maybe there was a corner of the Colosseum <laughs> that had that. It's a big place, right? But in the picture, it clearly shows that there's no other names on that, you know. He didn't try to dissimulate. At that 2,000, over 2,000 year old structure. So I I, I just try to think before I go in on a tirade against the guy, just in terms of logical reasoning and and like the thought (laughs) process (laughs) of what makes you think, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's a great idea that I'm going to carve into this brick that has been here. I think the Colosseum was built in like either 10 or 90 AD. So it's been over 2,000 years at this point. Right. I'm just going to go ahead and carve my my name here and of my girlfriend. And I'm going to make sure everyone knows about it. Right. Because that's the, that's the second level of this, right? right? It's not that I'm going to do it. It's that I think it's so okay right. that I'm going to publish it. But, you know, many times you hear these stories from Americans. And, and that's why I always say, like, is it like American entitlement? Yes. That, that you, you know, because I, I, I don't think that he did it with, like, a malicious intent. But he just did it, like, well. But he did it so, like, oh, well, yeah, well, bro. This is, this is what I'm just going to do. Like, bro, I'm at the Coliseum. Like, what else am I supposed to do here? And first of all, first of all, I just want to say something. 
Does he even know the history of the Colosseum? Of course not. He's American. The, the Colosseum has this morbid, morbid history. Yeah, it's not. It's not warm and fuzzy. It's not the Palace of Love. It's right. Not, it's not. The, it's not Versailles. Versailles. Right. You know? Right. Or like, for example, you know, when you go to Verona. Right, Romeo and Juliet. They have, they have right. the sub- alleged balcony, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they have a statue of Juliet. Like the whole thing, you you rub her boob, and you're supposed to get some. Pero love, bueno, whatever. at least that's romantic. Right. Leanings. It was at the Colosseum where people were dismembered and tortured, fed and to lions, fed to lions, in the name of entertainment for the Caesar. Yes. You know, it was the original Andy Cohen. That that, that, <laughs> that was the ultimate thumbs down, yeah. thumbs up or thumbs yeah, down. You, just, you, you didn't want to get that. No. I mean, I'm 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 starting to think that this guy didn't watch Gladiator, which is weird because he sounds like somebody who would love that. Right. Movie. I don't know anything about him, but being right. he's an American who carved into a thousand year old, you know. Symbol, yeah, I could see him a UNESCO thing. World Heritage Site. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this sounds like a good idea. I Let just... me carve my name in a UNESCO World Heritage Site <laughs> because that's what you do. I, I don't, I don't know if it's again. Is it American entitlement? Sure, there's an element of absolutely. There's going to be a daddy, yeah. You know, as 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 you'll hear in an upcoming interview where we where we talk Philip Carter, <laughs> the linguistics professor, Miami yeah. English. He was eating shit. He was eating shit. He was bro. eating shit. But I also wonder. At least he's not from Miami. <laughs> Thank God, Florida. Florida or Florida. Florida it didn't man. Start Florida man. Florida exactly. man goes it, to Coliseum it, too. And, oh, Thank small. God. Thank God we, for small we favors. Dodge that one. <laughs> but I do sometimes wonder if, because in America we have, uh, comparatively, we have fewer historical monuments and buildings, and the ones that we have either aren't as well-known ancient ancient or we decide that we should just pave it over to put a cvs so with the walgreens across with, the street. right don't forget and, the walgreens right and then the chase on the other corner yes so i think there's a degree of this country followed by a mattress giant do, <laughs> ooh, ah, this country our country doesn't have that respect for history and so when we go abroad we don't I, I'm, I'm using we as a collective we because obviously you and i wouldn't but there's that element I, of like I don't. I understand that that con- I understand you, you what you're what saying, saying because we don't have anything in the United States um, that we revere unless it's like a Native American. Um, yeah, and uh, oh, and that's so revered unless, by the average but, but, but unless it's a Native American, um, you know. Well, no, because they have, for example, like villages and homes of Native Americans in um, in the Grand Canyon that are God knows how old. Yes. But but um, but unless it's something like that, we yes, we don't have a lot of um, a lot of places or monuments that are thousands of years old of antiquity, if you will. Um, but we do have like we, we we do have places that are revered here in the United States. Like I think most people wouldn't go and do that to the Statue of Liberty, or would do that, let's say in Yellowstone, um, graffiti your name on a, on on a you know, on a hillside, on a cliffside or some whatever. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's a dumb guy, dumb guy um, who happened to be American. Uh, there's probably a little bit of entitlement there to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, who just was like, oh man, you know, it'd be cool. If I like carve our names here, we put it on the gram, you know? Yeah. Viral. Yeah, it went viral. It went viral. It, went oh, viral. Yeah, it sure did, babe. It went <laughs> viral. For uh, sure. Cannot cannot say otherwise. So actually, I... Uh, oh, that was something I wanted to bring up. And so give me one sec. I want to look it up here. I always take notes for everything. Um, 
Did you see the new documentary on HBO? Speaking of Florida and entitlement, and and uh, it's about pill mills. Pill mills. Yes. Patillero. Well, the the pill mills. Yeah, like the 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 clinics that just would hand out the the prescription. Well, pills. was this with the opioid? Yes. Yeah. Well, it was two twin brothers, and they are from Florida. Mm. What and, part of Florida? <laughs> Broward. Close enough. I was like, Ooh, not Broward, not Dade, not Dade. But it's Close um, enough. it's it's these two twin, literally date adjacent, date adjacent. Yeah, but you know that's why we don't go to Broward. Um, so the whole documentary is about how they became like the the, the leaders in the opioid crisis, essentially here in South Florida, mm-hmm. and they kept opening up these clinics, and and it was and it's these two meathead twin brothers mm-hmm. who, at one point, were even having people coming in from out of town. And when I say out of town, I don't mean Pensacola. I mean from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I mean from other states. And what they would do is they would have them come in on buses. And in the buses, they would put that they were like with some church group. So that when they would come in, nobody would pull them over. And they right. were just selling it. They would go back. And then these were like drug dealers. They would go back. Right. And they so would, they, and they were they would, selling, they would they were selling the, what, opioids? Opioids, yeah, yeah. Uh, ro- uh, roxycodone and I want to say fentanyl. So they both got caught and they got sent to jail. Um, and again, the documentary is fantastic. It's on, it's on Max. They both went to jail. One of them is now out. Mm-hmm. And a whole bunch of people got arrested. I mean, at one point, his mother even got arrested because okay. he had his mother as one of the managers of one of the sites because they had multiples. And he has stayed He has stayed to the fact that he was not guilty mm-hmm. because they hired doctors. The doctors were the ones who prescribed it. Mm-hmm. The doctors were the ones at fault, not him. We we didn't do well, anything. It's a conspiracy. We didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. I just owned the business. I don't know. And and I just I, I Well, the doctors are at fault. Well, yes, and they were they were all charged and they were all, I mean, yeah. it's not like they got scot free. I mean, this is this is a major conspiracy. Right. It's not like they got a scot free. But what it's kind of going to the whole thing of what we were talking about entitlement. I can't get over how these guys, you know, and and, and there's a degree of avarice to it mm-hmm. too and and hubris. Because they weren't content with just having the one pill mill. Mm-hmm. They had to have two. They had to have three. They had to have four. They had to, and it's like you're having any. It, it, now it was a legal operation because up until the year, it was not illegal to set up these clinics. Mm-hmm. At some point, just stop. Were bro. they pain management clinics? Yeah, yeah, those pain yeah, management. Yeah, yeah, pain yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, at some point you're gonna get caught. Like if you just keep growing well, and growing and that's, growing, that's the problem like, with most fraud. When you, 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 when, you, when it's, you it's, it's, it's like Pringles. When you study, when you study both legally or just even just watching it in the news as a casual observer, mm-hmm. that you see people that are that are caught in whatever it is, whether it's a pill mill, whether mm-hmm. it's Medicare fraud, um, whether it's even fraud like real estate fraud. Right. Um, right. It's not like okay, I cut corners in a few things. I. Right, and then you... some quick money. And, and you were in and out. And in and out, and, you know, that's it. Right. Right? The problem is that you make money. You're like, oh, wow, I just made... $5,000 in an hour. $5,000? No, those people made tens of thousands of dollars with nothing. Like, I'm going to do it again, and again, right. and again, and again, and again. And bigger, and, and bigger, and bigger. So on and so forth. That's why these operations, whatever they may be, are usually massive. And they're in millions and millions of dollars. Um, because it's not one thing. And I've seen that. I've seen that in, in, in people or in things that I'm like, hmm, Aki, there's something that the math smells is a math. off. <laughs> there's something, I mean, I, I've said this to you before. We, we've talked about it here on the show. 
I know more or less how much people make. You know, give or take. Once you know the profession, right? not, you not kinda, that yeah. I know for exactly how much you make, but I know that if you do this, your pay range is probably right. between this and this. Right, 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 right. Even if you're at the higher, higher end of your pay grade or your whatever, you know, there's only so grade, much a firefighter is going to make. There's only so much. Right, right. You're not going to be rolling around in like a Phantom and a Bentley in a house that's $4 million. La cuenta no da, to right, quote my right, mom. Right, right, right. La cuenta no da. You know, my mom used to say that a lot, obviously, in the 80s. <laughs> As many people here <laughs> did, yes, 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 yes. Um, that she'd be like, yeah, no, si, ya se compran una casa en los calles, un Cadillac. Ahí da cuenta no da, right? I got that from And she's mother. a peluquera and he's a cartero. Oh so I remember we, we knew these people uh-huh. that the... the the lady didn't work. She was a stay-at-home mom. Okay. And the guy used to fix air conditioners. And they had two kids. And we knew them because, whatever, one of, one of the guys was friends with my my brother and my cousin mm-hmm, back in mm-hmm. school. And my parents were always very weary oh. of of them going over because these people had... You know, and of course, the the kids wanted to be in the house because they had a huge house with a huge pool. Who wouldn't, yeah. You know, they had all the bells and whistles, all the nice toys yeah. and all that. And my parents were always very weary of this. They were always like, I, you know, I, I, I go fail. I, I go up aside. I, I go fail. Yeah, I, I go paso. Thankfully, my brother was not around when paso. My parents were like, see, I told you. I told you. Con eso uno no se mete. No, no, no. My, my parents were always... Always. That's why I have to tell, you know, it's not that my parents were holier than thou, but my parents would always say, Nosotros los mismos muertos de hambre, pero en paz. <laughs> they would always say, they would always say, en paz. Mientras que no pierden la casa. Mientras que no pierdan la casa. Oh Mientras God. que no pierdan la casa. That was always like my parents saying, no, 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 no hagas eso que vamos a perder la casa. Darien, we got a late notice from a credit card. Vamos a perder la casa. Darien, you're getting... <laughs> You're getting toll violations. <laughs> oh no. Listen, if that was true, you would have lost it solely with Columbia House. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you know, you know what? Just that. You know what my mom went on overdrive? Okay, vamos a perder la casa. I don't think I've ever said this story here on the podcast. Ooh, a, a new story. Well, you know this story. So when I was like in middle school, I was really bored. <laughs> Oh, I don't think you've told this story. I I was really bored. So I've said this many, many times on the show. I love ships. I I love, love ships, ocean liners, cruise ships. I love them all. I love the history of ships. I'm obsessed with ships. So when I was a, I was of middle school age. So I was like 12, 13. At most. At most. I, (laughs) I totally forgot about this. I... Like I knew the whole fleet of Royal Caribbean of Carnival. I was like, you want to go on the, <laughs> on the fantasy, the ecstasy, the imagination, the fascination, the inspiration. I like, I knew all those ships. So what I would do is that I would call like Carnival and I would say, hi, I'm a travel agent and I need one thousand catalogs because obviously this was back when we the had travel, catalogs. Yes, and, and for right. example. Carnival had like a whole catalog nice. with their whole fleet. Yeah, they were nice. Right? Um, and I was like, I want the whole promotional kit. And so they would send me like the posters, the, mo- the mobi- mobiles. Mobiles were very big. To, to they were very big back and then. the travel yes. agency. Yes. I had a name for my travel agency. Oh, what was it? Miami Days Off to Travel. I like it. Yeah. So then Carnival. We should open that when we're done with Carnival, our chicken wings. Carnival would send me that. Like I still have um, 
way in like my closet in my parents' house. Like some of the promotional stuff, like when the the fantasy line came out. Mm-hmm. And then the one that got carried away was Royal Caribbean. Because remember those those thousand catalogs that I ordered? So Carnival had just one catalog, okay. right? Um with their whole fleet. Right. I remember. Royal Caribbean had multiple catalogs for each route. So they had a whole catalog for the Western Caribbean, a whole catalog for the Eastern Caribbean, a whole catalog. Like when I mean catalog, I mean like a magazine yeah, for like yeah. the, um, the Bermuda ones, then the for like the West Coast ones, the Panama Canal ones, the European ones. They had it for everything. So when I ordered a thousand, and of course I would order a thousand, I wouldn't order, you know, 50. I would there was a day that they delivered i'm not kidding they delivered probably like 10 enormous boxes to the house enormous of course and it had everything it had the brochures it had royal it had a it even had stands like those promotional stands and i'm thinking back i'm like what was that gonna do with all of this right and I remember that when my parents got home from work, they were like, vamos a perder la casa. Vamos a perder la casa. Nos van a meter un su. Nos van a meter un su from you ordering all this. And, wow. And at that time, my brother wasn't married yet, so we still shared a room. So half of the room was boxes, and the other half was his bed. All you right. knew this story. I did know this story, but question, because I know you're a little bit of a pack rat. I still have some of them. You do. Okay. I do. Okay. They're in my parents' house. And I'll never forget that. Do you remember Dolphin Cruise Lines? Not until right now. Okay, so yeah. Dolphin Cruise yeah, yeah, Lines yeah. was like this little rinky-dink Como cruise escape. Yeah. Right, that I remember that when you would call. I never forget that when I called them, they're like, yeah, we need your tax ID number. And I'm like, excuse me. Royal Caribbean has Royal sent me five Caribbean million boxes. Carnival just sent me all this stuff, and you want a tax ID number? And me, you know, me at like that age, I'm like, what the fuck is a tax ID <laughs> number? Like, I don't know what that is. It's but I'm code. not giving it to you, <laughs> damn it. Like, I remember my grandmother would be like, Daddy Egg, tu estás loco. And I'm like, but look at all these pretty posters of the sovereign of the seas. Yeah, and you had a thousand of <laughs> a them. A thousand. I went big. Well, clearly. I went big. The I'm, beauty of it was go big or go home, but you were already home, so you were yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd like to think that I was an entrepreneur. I agree. It's, I was trying to open. It is It is that kind of initiative that has led us to Pimpampoyo today. I would like to think. I agree. I, would like I to concur. Think. I mean, although today, you know, 13-year-old me couldn't do it today because today everything is digital. That's true. They would just show you, like, send you to the website. Yeah. But I got some cool stuff out of it. Don't you remember in high school, I had a huge poster of the Empress of the Seas in my room? I don't. I did, and it was from that. That was a remnant of your... Yeah, of no, your, I, no, because, uh, of your because what happened was, what happened was, like, this is, this is totally like, you know, growing up in an immigrant household. You know, my parents... Achieve the American dream right. of buying a house. Right. So anything and everything that could be a threat to subject house. You are not going to jeopardize that. <laughs> yes. And, and you and your thousand brochures from Royal Caribbean but almost that's did. that's why I knew the 1990s um, uh, fleet of Carnival so well. The Carnival, the Tropical, the, the Mardi Gras. Those were the holiday the festival. Class. The holiday, the jubilee, the the celebration, the fantasy, the ecstasy, the sensation, the imagination, the inspiration, the fascination, the elation, and the paradise. Those were all fantasy class. Those from were all fantasy, fantasy class. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. 
<laughs> Talk about useless knowledge that that's I, never going away. At least I know it because I worked for the company. I know. <laughs> that's something that I say all the time. Why didn't I ever work for a cruise line? Well, you did for a minute. Well, but that was that was like in between jobs. Right, right. Um, but like why yeah, did anybody make a career should, out of this? If anybody should have. Like, yeah. I would have gone in there and be like, listen, I know your brand. Like, I don't need this training. <laughs> I could train you. Yes. I could, I could train you. Just saying. So let's let's take a quick break. Okay. And then all this cruise talk. All this cruise talk. I mean, I'm a little I'm a little seasick. We're gonna need to yeah. take a break, but um we'll be right back. Miami Hinta Ish here. So as you may know, we are partnering with Florida Dairy Farmers to talk about dairy and, and some common misconceptions and just the benefits that it has and things of that nature. And today we have with us sports and performance dietitian, Tony Castillo. Thank you so much for joining us, man. It's, it's a pleasure to have you. Ish, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to talk to you. Well, I'm glad you are because, you know, one of the things that, that, I, that I have swirling in my head, right, is we're both Latino and, you know, Latinos love to talk. But a lot of times we share information that's not necessarily 100% accurate, right? Like, you know, you've got that tia who's like, no, a mí me dijeron. And, you know, and then, and then you actually start to look into it and you realize you have no idea who this person spoke to because all her information is wrong. So <laughs> what are some instances, right? Because you, you do get that a lot with dairy. People tend to be experts, right? Like, no, porque la leche, la mantequilla, blah, blah. What are some of the types of things that, that you found in, in your work that we're kind of just wrong about when it comes to dairy, right? Uh, all the WhatsApp messages we get uh, yeah. <laughs> video of, of uh, Juanito de, de la isla diciendo algo yes. de leche. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like everybody has opinions, but nobody has facts, right? So. Yeah. So uh, when I moved down to Miami for school, I went to FIU, and it was so funny because my uncle was from there, and I'd go down all the time. Well, I remember the first time I went to go get my first cafecito en un ventanita, and I asked for one of the alternatives. I'm like, senorita, can you put something in it besides that? And she was like, oye, mijito, aquí lo único que tenemos es leche. Okay, so, I'm, I'm clutching my pearls, dude. Like, that was, like, the biggest insult that poor woman heard all day. Like, how <laughs> dare you? How dare you? So, right? It's one of those things, like, cafe con leche is a staple in Latino diet. Flan, right? We love flan. Oh, come so, on. Yeah. <laughs> dulce de leche. Mi familia dominicana, si tú le quitas un dulce de leche, vamos a tener problema. Yeah. So, <laughs> how do we make these things about bringing milk back into our community? Because it's something... That is part of it, yeah. right? It feeds our family well. It's budget-friendly. It has eight grams of protein per cup, and it has calcium. Calcio makes us stronger. Yeah. The things can also fuerte para la obra todo el día. But it's like I say, it's, it's efficient and effective. You know, yeah. it's, it, it really is. Absolutely. It has 13 vitamins and minerals that we need, just even talking about the calcio, bone health. Mucha de las señoritas que van a la ventanita necesitan esa calcio porque no queremos que se caen and they break a hip, right? So making sure they keep that milk in their café. But that's, I think that's why they all have the café con leche, pure as, it, as it's intended, because they know the Absolutely. benefits. They know the benefits of, of, of having milk and dairy in your diet. Absolutely. One of the things that's funny, because I, I, you know, you always hear, like, or at least I did growing up, it's like, oh, vamos a usar la margarina, la margarina, porque la margarina es más saludable, más saludable, más saludable. That's not the case, is it? Like mar substituting mm. margarine for butter is not the benefit you think it is, right? The only benefit is the case that it comes in that Abuelita puts either cookies or <laughs> sewing things in. Besides that, that bucket doesn't serve any other purpose. If they could just sell that bucket, my Abuelita would be happy. But what we want to have is actual butter because if you look at the ingredients, it's literally just milk, right? It's just creamed milk. That's what butter is. When we look at some of these other alternatives, they have vegetable oils fortified ingredients because they want it to be up to the same quality and standard of 
una mantequilla de verdad. And it tastes better, honestly. And even if we go back to talking about some of those milk and those alternatives, they fortify those products, meaning that they add azúcar, they add vitamins and minerals, so it's almost as good as milk. But milk only has three ingredients. Milk, vitamin A, and vitamin D. Y ahí se acabó. No hay más. And the same thing with the butter and margarine, right? Butter just tastes better. Oye, si tú vas a tener un pan cubano, you want to have some fresh butter on there. You this know what is I'm what I'm saying. I'm saying there's <laughs> nothing better than like tostada con mantequilla. Nobody ever, there, there, there's a reason you don't go and order tostada con margarina, right? At, at, at the ventanita. It's just not a thing, right? There's a reason. Again, again, these señoras a la ventana, they know what's up. They're onto stuff. They are absolutely knowing what's what. I can't trabajar con ella because they know café con leche y la tostada con mantequilla. That's the way to go. Absolutely, absolutely. Están en todo, basically, is what it comes down to. But you know, Tony, thank you so much because I, I think you know th there's certain times again, like we we lose sight of that, right? Where the benefits of dairy and and just these pure products, like you were saying, it, there's no additives. It is just very healthy and beneficial, just at the bare bones of it, right? And so. Listeners, again, you heard it here from Tony. He is a dietitian. He knows what he's talking about. But if you want some more information, you can absolutely visit floridamilk.com. Or if you want to send it to your tia who keeps sending you those WhatsApps with all the misinformation, you can also refer her to lechedeflorida.com. I mean, there's listen, we, we're we're doing the work of, of evangelists here, right? We're trying to, to reach everybody <laughs> and, and get it as much across as possible. Thank you again for stopping by, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. And remember, Keep that cafe con leche and that pan con mantequilla. Sprinkles? Check. Hot fudge? Check. Ooh, cherries? Check. Chocolate and vanilla ice cream? Check. Check. Chico, what list are you making? That's everything I need to celebrate National Ice Cream Month. Ah, verdad. Que July is when we celebrate all the yummy, cold, dairy goodness that is ice cream. Yeah, and I'm planning on making Tremendo Sunday using ice cream made from real Florida milk. Don't forget, we can also use ice cream to make milkshakes too. Even make a piña colada shake. Put some coconut ice cream in there and... Ooh, que rico. Okay, okay. Well, if you want to find other fun recipes for enjoying ice cream this July, just head to floridamilk.com or leche de florida.com today okay but here's the real question are you gonna share that sunday maybe and we're back what is your favorite cruise ship by the way my favorite cruise ship you know what i'm gonna go with the legend only because it was the the ship that they debuted when i was at carnival mm -hmm. no and they debuted several no but that was the one that we went on was wasn't that the one that we went on that for the for the launch like before? No. What was it? We went on the Pride. Was it the Pride? It was the Pride. Oh, I thought it was the Legend. No. It was okay, the then the Pride. <laughs> Actually, no. We went on the Spirit because the one we went on was Michelangelo. It had the Michelangelo restaurant. Was it? I'm completely. sure I don't know of why this. I'm questioning you when I know you completely know all this stuff. Completely sure of this. We went the one that we had a dinner. Yes, 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 yes. Was the one that the, the that was main the Pride top restaurant was under the funnel. But I, the pride had the Michelangelo. The spirit did. I'm trying to remember the amount of old white people that called to complain about it. It was the spirit. Okay. No, it was the pride. I, it was the pride. It was the pride. The amount You're of old right. women who yes. called to complain yes. about that statue. Yes. Well, interestingly enough, <laughs> interestingly enough, the pride, 
listeners, you're getting this is the learn <laughs> section of the the, of the, the education. So what you we're know talking you about, what we're talking about, there is a ship on Carnival's fleet called the Pride, Pride. That in the very very top, it has an, a restaurant called Michelangelo's Restaurant. Yep. And going back to the Colosseum theme, see, look, we're um, all coming back. It it has an Italian Renaissance theme, and there was a statue of Michelangelo like in the middle of the restaurant, and the statue actually was covered up. It didn't have. It had a bulge, but it didn't have the full genitalia yeah, 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 yeah. in detail, yeah. like the real Michelangelo. And um, just now, like when I mean now, I mean last month, the Pride went on a major dry dock and they removed it. Really? Yeah. Did they change the whole theme of that? They changed the, the whole theme. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So people would call in to complain. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, I love that people would call a complaint and they'd be like, you know, I understand it's a work of art and I know that that's how it's intended and I know it's a masterpiece, but I don't like it. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do about it? Do you want a 20%? Yeah. I used to love your carnival stories <laughs> when people would. If you still worked for carnival, you would have such great stories for the podcast. Oh, for from COVID alone. Yeah, because your stories of carnival, that you'd be just like, I'm giving you a 20%. That's all I can yeah, do. Yeah, that's all I can do. 20%. No, 20%. You had to like almost die. Because I would give a bon voyage gift. Oh, if you if you just called to like annoy me, you'd get a bon voyage gift on a future sailing, mm. and then if it was a little worse, you'd get a ten percent. A ten percent. Yeah, twenty percent is a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You died on the ship. <laughs> Come actually, back. Speaking of ships, did you see the girl who fell off? No. The I think it was the Independence of the Seas. <coughs> um, this week on from Royal Caribbean. No, no. Because she was taking a selfie. She fell off the ship. She fell off find the her? ship. They did because okay. it was during daylight. Everybody was looking at her. Oh, okay, they saw okay, her okay, falling okay, down, okay, okay. and they were able to. They were able to save her. Yeah. Wow. I mean, do you know how many people die a, a year at the Grand Canyon and Doing or the, yeah taking selfies? I mean, yeah. pariente del tipo del Coliseum? I don't know. That's. That's a little, that's a nuisance if you, you know, <laughs> if I've ever heard of one. Okay, so one Shifting of the things gears. I really wanted to um, bring up this week, yes. and this is the learn and uh, uh, part of the show. This is the additional learn. <laughs> the additional learn. Um, so this week, the Supreme Court uh, ruled on affirmative action mm-hmm. uh, pertaining to colleges and universities. So that's something definitely that I wanted to talk about because I feel that affirmative action is such a layered and controversial subject. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some people think it's needed. Other people think it's, it's the devil. The yeah. devil. Um, you know, it's like everything else. The truth is sometimes somewhere in the middle. And um, in terms of the Supreme Court ruling this week, the court, the high court ruled that. So can you can you take a step back? And what was the case that was brought? Um, well, the, the case that was brought was for Harvard and the University of North Carolina. Okay. And it was students who say that they were not admitted onto the university because of uh, affirmative action okay, okay. in the universities. And because of the – because of schools um, – did practice a sort of uh, affirmative action in their admissions process, mm-hmm. they were not given a, a space okay. in the incoming class whenever it is that they uh, applied for. And basically, the court said that r- there, there, there can't be no race conscious, um, no race conscious uh, a- approval like, or, like factors. or factoring in the admissions process in colleges. 
And, you know, this is something that has been going on for a long time, and you mm-hmm. hear it a lot, especially from top institutions. Mm-hmm. You never hear this from, like, a state school or a community Miami college Dad, yeah. or anything like that. You always hear that in the top institutions, and there's a reason why. So the court ruled that there can be, again, no more race-conscious application in terms of the, you know, trying to see who's going to be admitted into the mm-hmm. school or not. Obviously, there's a lot of people who believed that because of affirmative actions into the admissions process, people that were not who would have otherwise not had an opportunity were now now had an opportunity. Right. And then there were other people who said that, you know, they worked hard, they did what they needed to do to get into the school, and because of plan, you know, systems like affirmative action, the that seat is given to somebody else who maybe did not have the credentials that they had. So you that, you know, you're, you know, you're outside of the legal realm Mm -hmm. as I am, you know, from me that, you know, I kind (laughs) of thrive from Supreme court cases. It's fun. Cruises and Supreme court cases. Um, Well, that's be treating. What what is your take on this? So I guess my, my, my first thought, honestly, when, when I heard all about this was, When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. If you don't get accepted to a college or even a job, right, and obviously that position, that space, goes to someone else, there is a degree of self-indulgence, I think, for you to assume that I would have gotten it if not for that, you know, those pesky kids, right? Like like a Scooby-Doo episode. Because if I get turned down for a job, I don't know who got the job. Mm-hmm. And so now what? I'm going to go and I'm going to ask, well, I want to know who got it instead of me so that I can see if they're qualified. Like, I'm going to go through. Like, sometimes you just have to take the L, right? right? Like, if you, yeah, if, if you if you apply to a, to a school, you know what? A school only has 100 spots and they get 1,000 applications. Guess what, kids? 900 of those people are going to be right, turned but, away. But I guess that. So, but, 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 what, but what I'm saying is I don't even understand where you start with this with this lawsuit and how did how, like how do you even find well, that out? Well, the s- schools do uh, release every year analytics in terms of the people that got in and their backgrounds. Their okay, but how do you know you? How do you know right, you because, were, because, were turned because out? Because there is analytics that show what like the let's say the incoming class of 2023, what their GPA was, what their SAT score was and all that. On average? On average, okay. yes. Okay. So, you know, if, if the GPA was a 5.0 and you have a 5.5 why didn't you get in but i guess 
you know, but you can make the argument. I mean, SAT scores or, right, or but, entrance exams or whatever. But my my bigger question to you is: Do you think that these are systems that need to be in place that did protect certain kids, or do you think that because this is the question that I feel that most people that when you talk about this mm-hmm. um, analyze, do you believe that an entrance to a college, especially a Harvard, a Harvard, an Ivy League, a top ranked college, you know, these elite institutions, mm-hmm. do you think that it should be, okay, this is what the, we're, you know, we have a, a thousand, uh, the incoming class is 500 kids. Right. Well, the top 500 get in. And that's what we're looking at. So part of me wants to say yes, but then there's another part of me that says, you know, there, there's something to be said for book smart, and then there's something to be said for, again, what people use sometimes colloquially as the college experience, right? Where you you want to try to have your, I, I would think, your campus be a reflection of the world, of society, to, a, to whatever degree you can, right? Um, and I say that because, you know, obviously there's requirements, so it has to be a certain intelligence and a certain test score. So I think that as a college, it behooves you to try to place people into a scenario that is going to in some way mirror the real world insofar as the makeup of your classes and the experiences that you're exposed to. Because if the goal of college is to not just get an education, but also get the skills that you need to go out and get a job and function in the real world, part of functioning in the real world is understanding that just because you come from a homogenous community, that is not the world. Forget the US, that is not the world. And as we become more of an interconnected global economy, you have to somehow factor that into things that you should be exposed to. So I think that as a, I, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree I, with I don't you. Know, I don't know if I'm answering your question I, I or not. I don't disagree with you, but I, 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 what what I really want to know, and this is something I would love to like talk to a, a group of people about, is do you think that when you're applying to college, right, mm-hmm. a Harvard, mm-hmm. that has a very limited amount of students coming in, okay, do you think that the right and fair thing to do is we have 100 seats, then the top 100, top 100 applicants. applicants are the ones that are getting in. I mean, it could be fair, d- depending on, again, the thing is that there's so many circumstances, right? Because you could say, yes, that's fair, but then, you know, there are people who maybe come from, who've worked their ass off and come from, you know, a, a, a more disadvantaged background, and maybe we're 101. And again, I know somebody's, look, there's 100 spots and there's 1,000 applicants, right. 900 people are gonna have to go home with nothing, right? right. That's just life. I mean, that's right. just how it works. Um, Damn, I was gonna say something. Oh, okay, but then if if but if we're going that route, if we're going that route, and I know you want to you want to bring this up, so I'm kind of transitioning it over. Then, then I'm also assuming that we're gonna say, okay, then we're done with this legacy bullshit. Right, right, right. But 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 that's but that's that's what you're the, saying. The, the, like it should no, be no. The, the, let's put all other programs and incentives aside. Okay. In terms of college entrance, okay, should it be? Again, if you have a hundred seats for a Harvard, the top one hundred get in. Okay, yes, but what if you have people who are on equal footing? Well, I'm glad you said that because that but is a, what affirmative action, where affirmative action would come in. Because he, here, because here, if there's six people he, who here, all equally qualify okay, for that so, last slot. So, so here, here's my, this is going to be my whole rant on affirmative action <laughs> with colleges, right? When you're applying to a Harvard, 
a Princeton, a Yale, a Brown, or even, we don't even have to look at an Ivy League school, a state school, University yeah. of Florida. They're hard to get into. University of Florida is really difficult yeah. to get into. The kids that are applying to these colleges, bowl. they all have a 5.0 GPA. All of them. All right. They all have great SAT scores. They, all have, they, they yeah. all have straight A's. A C, a C student, a B student is, is not, not applying to Harvard. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you're applying to Harvard, you got all A's. Right. There's a right? reason you're applying to Harvard. You got all A's. Right. You didn't get B's and C's. You didn't get predominantly A's with a few C, B, few B's. You got straight A's. Right. You're applying to Harvard. So we now have a um, an applicant pool mm-hmm. that... For most, on the most part, all have the same grades, right? They're so on they're, the they're, they're similar enough with yeah. very yeah. very little deviation, right, right? 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 That's your applicant pool, right? right. Again, a hundred or two hundred seats. You have an applicant pool many times in the thousands, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm sure there's people who apply to Harvard that have a crappy GPA, yeah. but on the most part, the people that are serious applicants and people that are contenders all have a perfect GPA, right? Okay, so we we have to look beyond the GPA. So when you start looking beyond the GPA, now you start looking at standardized testing. Right. Now, Harvard and a few other schools have give, gave, gave away with standardized testing. Oh, they don't look at it as much? They don't. But the problem with standardized testing is that there have been a lot of allegations in the past many years that standardized testing was biased mm-hmm. against minorities. But my argument against standardized testing is even beyond that. Standardized testing... When you take the SAT or the ACT, there's kids who are naturally very good at that and and those tests. Look at Zach Morris. (laughs) (laughs) Zach Morris got into Harvard. Yes. And and Jesse did not. And Jesse only got into Stanford. Only to Stanford, yeah. And if you got that reference, people, you're over the age of 30. Exactly. 35. Um, But anyway, back to the topic at hand. If you're able... If you take the SAT or the ACT and you really want to nail it, what do you do? You take a prep course. Yeah. You, you take the Princeton you, you, stu- you study. Have you seen how much these prep courses are? It ain't cheap. They're over $1,000. Right. Over. I remember when I took the LSAT, the prep course of the Princeton Review back then, this was 20 years ago, it was like $1,500. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Right? So you now have to take a prep course. You've now alienated... A large part of that gene pool because you know what? When I was in college, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I remember I didn't, t- my parents couldn't afford to put me in a prep course. You no, know what? No. I had to take the SAT. I went to Walden Books and I bought a big but, book yeah. that was like and, 20 bucks and, and I studied, studied for it, the SAT. Yeah. So now, just on the ACT, ACT alone, let's not even talk about the bias within the test. Just from a preparation aspect, you now have kids who can afford a preparation, who can afford, who can't. Right. Right. Now, Let's move further down that argument. Okay. So now you have kids with a good SAT score, a good um, standardized test Right, right, right. So now you have kids in equal footing. Mm -hmm. So what do they start looking at? They start looking at extracurricular activities. Right, right. What have you been involved in? Right. Right. If you are from a wealthy family in Connecticut, you probably probably did (laughs) crew. (laughs) You probably were very well connected. You probably interned at Model United Nations when you were in high school. You probably worked as an intern at a senator's office or or in somebody's campaign and all that. You probably went to summer camp. I don't know where. You you have a resume already. Before you even walk through the door. You walk through the door. 
you don't even have to go and and say, oh, if you're a kid from the inner city, you could look at me or you. Yeah. Right. When we were growing up, that we came from a middle class, working class right. family, we didn't have those credentials. We couldn't have those credentials. My parents were working class. My mom, right. uh, up until I was ten years old, cleaned houses. My dad had ten, uh, three jobs. You know, I was not gonna. En qué momento? En qué right. momento? I, I didn't right. have no. <laughs> You were not. No, you were not going to do crew. So now, so now the division now is even further. So now we have kids who could afford the SAT prep. Right. Now we have kids who have these credentials, right. right? That kids that are from, we're not even looking at race. We're just looking at income, at economic mm -hmm. standpoint, right. right? Now you have all these kids who, who didn't, who, whose parents don't have the money. And didn't have the connections to for them to have a resume right. by the time they graduated high school. And 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 I have to tell you that it, we didn't know people like that Correct. because growing up, because everybody we're, we're around class us, or similar, we, yeah, we, yeah. We our high school was from a working class high yeah. school. But I know people who grew up wealthy. Mm -hmm. Who yeah, when they were in ninth grade, they went and uh, you know a European you know model United Nations tour study and they, abroad, and yeah. they went to Geneva. I know people, or I right. heard of people that you know when they were in the tenth grade, they made a speech in front of the United Nations because they were part of a private school that had a program that right, connection right. with. So it goes on and on and on. So who are usually the people? that don't have this economic advantage people of color immigrants people of color, immigrants right are there white people you know absolutely. absolutely absolutely but more often than not you have people that are either immigrants or people of color right. some type of you know minor ethnic minority whatever go. yeah right so this is not this is just simply a matter of economics if you just start it just is what it, it is way, it just is what it right? is right, right so now you have an enormous amount of applicants who now start falling behind purely for economics, you know, from an economic standpoint, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Added to that, then, is legacy. Because for those of you who don't know, you know, legacy... At the Ivy League. Legacy. Ooh. You know, I went to FIU. If Tristan, when he graduated <laughs> high school, if he wants to go to FIU, like, and FIU is an amazing right. school. But he can't. It's an amazing right. school. You know, legacy in state schools is not as a big of a thing as it is right, in right, right. these top elite schools. So if you're a legacy, unless you're a total, total fuck up, yeah. you know. Yeah, a negative GPA. Right. Yeah. Right. You have a criminal record <laughs> by the time you're 18. If you go into a legacy admission, meaning that your parents or your grandparents went to that school, you're getting in. And if your parents and grandparents went to Harvard, you're probably in the top you're of the food chain yeah, yeah. in terms of money and power. And if they went in and, and they donated, you're but definitely getting in. But that was, my next, that was my next thing. <laughs> so then people that donate, people right. that donate millions of dollars to a school and get a wing and do right. their name. You think that their kids or their grandkids aren't getting in that school? No. So now again, people that are of meager means, people that are right. working class, people that are, you know, poor, start getting left behind. And who are usually these people? Right. These are people that are of color, that are immigrants. Ethnic minorities. Ethnic minorities, et cetera, et cetera. so on and so on and so on and right, so on. Right. So the system keeps giving an advantage to people that tend to have more money mm -hmm. and tend to have legacy. Right. And these are people that 
are usually white. And let me be very clear. And, if and I had seven, those advantages, I would give them to my kids. Because, of course, you right, want your kids right. to, to 70, succeed. 70% of legacy admissions in Harvard are of white, of people that are white. Well, that, but that makes 70%. sense. But what I'm saying is, if you don't have something else in there to try to make this more equitable, mm-hmm. like affirmative action, this is a system that's going to keep repeating itself because it, it's 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 a vicious cycle, right? Right, because then the same opportunities going out to the same type of person over and over again, and the same type of people are shafted. This doesn't mean that there's anybody in the Harvard, you know, admissions board that's like a oh, racist. We're not letting black people into our right, school. Right. You know, we're not letting you know freaking Spanish but, people into our school. But, but by virtue of the numbers, by by virtue of the applicant pool and the people that are applying and the advantages that some people are getting, this is what's happening. It's systematic. Mm-hmm. It's systematic. So that's why you need something like affirmative action to make it a more equal playing ground. Now, is affirmative action perfect? By no means. I don't think anybody could sit here and say, well, affirmative action is perfect and everybody gets a fair shot. No, there's a lot of things that affirmative action, like recently now, um, there's a lot of people that are Asian who specifically have called out affirmative action because what was happening is that there were there were too many in terms of numbers, mm-hmm. too many people that were Asian that now were getting in. So schools had to like oh. like self correct and then skew skew the skew those numbers skew down skew those numbers. So then a lot of people that were Asian were getting now left out. So it's certainly not a perfect system, but I've always thought of affirmative action as a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Is it unfair sometimes? Yeah. Are there people who maybe deserve to be there and didn't get a shot? Yeah. You can't have this conversation without saying that there's certain people that are going to get shafted. It's an imperfect system. But a lot of the times these people that do get shafted are people that, although unfortunately maybe didn't get into Harvard, could probably get into Duke or Yale or somewhere else. (laughs) Right. Right? So, you know, without these protection in hand... You know, you now open the door to these people that needed that little kind of bump mm-hmm. to get in there right. to to help them. The foot in the door. You're you're, you're not going to have this now. So again, legacy is a really big issue because it's huge. You're you're getting in something else. I've always wondered, like, do you, you see all these celebrities that get into like these Ivy League schools? Um. Hi, have we forgotten about Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin? Well, but uh, what I'm well, saying, yeah, well, oh, but, exactly. But I exactly. mean, have we forgotten about right, Operation right, Varsity Blues? Right. And these weren't even to Ivy League schools. These were to like state schools in California. Okay. I mean, these people were basically able to buy their way in. Right. For all intents and purposes. Right. And, and again, like you said, we're not even talking about, you know, the Yales and the Harvards in these cases, right? We're talking about, you know, USC or, or wherever these kids went. Right. And, and you know, the thing with this is that. You know, a lot of people sit there and say, and and again, I understand the controversy with affirmative action. I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, you know, it's 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 perfect and it's what we. Right, right. I I understand the argument and the, the controversy behind it, but let me remind people that your kid may be in this situation, you know, because if you come, it doesn't matter how well you think you're doing. There's people who are applying to these schools that like. Are, are people that are practically socialites, right? Sure. That have legacy admissions. You know, people that for sports. Yeah. Right? So 
you know, if you're applying to a very competitive school, you know, your, your kid may, may, it may be hard for them to get in there. And listen, just a reminder, if your kid is named Craig Smith, they can't tell if he's white, black, Jewish, etc. But if your kid is Fernando Garcia, mm-hmm. they kind of have a tip. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's that's a that's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, again, it, if all things were equal, this wouldn't be an issue. But, you know, it, it's it. I also understand the whole thing of like, you know, where where is the line drawn? And I think that's the bigger, like you were saying, you know, that's the bigger problem because it's like you you pendulum swing too much one way and now everything is off and then you go the other way and now it's unfair. And so you go, it's just, you know, finding the balance. And I don't think that human beings are equipped with balance. Yeah. (laughs) Historically speaking, we haven't done a great job of balance. Oh yeah. You know what I wanted to bring up moving, moving right along to um, another subject. So I was actually reading an article today that sort of broke my heart a little bit. Because I think that, if you love a television show, especially one that's cherished, you know, you, you cherish, you grow right, up right, with, right. that means a lot to you. I, it doesn't matter that we know these are actors and we know that they're just playing a oh, part. We fell in love with the characters. You fall in love with the character and you think they're all friends and they love right. each other and all that. And you think that that's just the way it is, even though you know it's not. Right. So I was reading something today uh, from the cast of, or part of the cast of Boy Meets World, oh, one of our yes. favorite shows. Yes, yes, yes. Um, with da- da- Danielle Fisher, yeah, Topanga, yeah, yeah, Fischl, uh, yeah. Will Friedle, uh, uh-huh. Eric, and... Yeah. Uh, uh, Ryder Strong. And Corey. <laughs> no, no. Well, Corey was Ben Savage. Well, no. no Writer Strong it, was it, Sean. Sean, Sean, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And they were saying, because they have a podcast called yeah, uh, uh, Pod Meets World. World. Mm-hmm. And they, they were saying that, I don't know if you heard this. Yeah, yeah. That have. they haven't spoken to Ben Savage, like three Corey, years, yeah. in like three or four years. And that they've made a lot of attempts to reach out to him. Will Friedel's attempt yes. broke my heart. Yes. And I was like, no, not Boy Meets World. I feel that <laughs> Not the Matthews. Meets, no, Boy Meets World is like here. It's like, I feel that that show, Boy Meets World has such, um, it's not even a fan base because a lot of other shows have fan base. Yeah. But I feel that people that we love Boy Meets World, it's like, because that, it, it. it tugs at the heartstrings. Yes, yeah. it's such yeah. a warm show. It's such a it really, f- you know, gives you the feels that just to think that, you know, they're they're having right now. Um, I don't know some type of issue with with one of them. You know, right. with Corey of all people. How can Corey not speak to Topanga? <laughs> like, well, in all, fair, in all fairness, in all fairness, Ben Savage right now is focusing on running right, uh, but in from, California. But from what I read in that article, <laughs> but it's and, not and now. It's, it's, it's been too, a, it's been it's been for a while. This, uh, you know, pretty much I guess since the end of Girl Meets World. Right. Yeah. So I mean, something may be going on. I, I mean, and it's to all three of them. So it's not. Yeah, it's not like he's upset at 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 Will. Or, or her, or whatever. Yeah. It's funny because I was actually listening to her episode of uh, Frosted Tips with Lance Bass uh, today, actually. Mm-hmm. And that Wait, is... Wait, why is she on it? Well, because he's expanding it, so it's not just boy bands anymore. Now it's <laughs> yeah. like... Because I guess I he got... It's a finite it's number. It's a finite number, yeah. So he's kind of... It's just kind of like, you know, like 90s pop culture okay. people, whatever. Plus they dated. Okay. So, you know, it's one of those. Um, but the way she did speak about her experience on the show... Mm-hmm. It's that like warmth, you know. It's yeah. it's the reason that we we get sad that they're not talking to Ben Savage yeah. because we hear about it and it's like, 
oh, but they really got along. Oh, they really liked each other. They grew up together. They, you know, we're talking hasta el otro día. And it's just such a, like, the last episode of that show still gets me. When they got married? No. The last episode wasn't that they got married. No, yeah, they were already married. Um. The last episode, the last scene is all, um, all four of them are back in Feeney's classroom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gives them the speech. Oh, kills me every time. Yeah. That's such a... It's funny because I, I loved that show at the time, and so did you, and so did a lot of people. I feel that that's a show that you have to distance yourself from it a bit to realize how good it was. Yeah. That show was never a, a real hit. No, it wasn't. That it, was It, it was it, like it, a cult favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's been getting its due now. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, for a bit now, people, I mean, I think that's part of why I had a, a spinoff. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. With Girl Meets World. But that show, it was just so... I mean, it really was a coming of age yeah. story in such a warm and sort of kind of a naive way, but in, in a good way. Yeah. Like that type of. It also helps that we were about the same age as them. It did. It did. But, you know, I remember when that show, I remember already being in like high school and even college and watching that show. Yeah. And and I still loved it. It was part of the TGIF yeah, lineup. Yeah, and um, but but that's why I say that. I, I think that it, it's after you distance yourself from that show, like years after it ended, that I started watching it in reruns again. I'm like, Coño, this was really good. And like, oh, it was very well written. Like Mr. Feeney, God bless him. He's still alive. Yeah, you know who he's married to in real life? Well, she wasn't seen elsewhere. That's not where I know her from. Where I know her from the episode she did of the Golden Girls. Well, I call her, it's not Bonnie, it's Bonnie, um, we're talking about uh, William Daniels, uh, who played Mr. Feeney's, yes. uh, Bonnie... I don't remember her real it's life. It's not Bonnie Blair. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I always remember her, because she's the, she was Dorothy's author friend, who turns out to belong to the, the, the country club that doesn't allow Jewish people. Oh, her? Yes. Bonnie she, Bartlett, is it? That could be it. Yeah, she, yeah. she was the one that on the show wrote, you know, a... A murder at dawn in Boca Raton. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's married to La Racita. <laughs> yeah. No, I told you that Mr. Feeney, played by William Daniels, yeah. I, I started rewatching Scene Elsewhere. Which Did you ever is, finish? I'm like in the last season. Okay. Um, but uh, by the last season, it wasn't as, like any show, yeah. it wasn't as good as the first few seasons. So I started watching St. Elsewhere some years back, which is like one of the most critically acclaimed medical shows ever. And he's Dr. Daniel Craig, and he was such an asshole in that show. So after watching him, you know... in, in you Right, know, you grew up with Feeney. I grew up with Feeney. But then after watching him now that I was watching St. Elsewhere, I was like so torn, because now I see Dr. Mark Craig, I'm sorry. And he was such a jerk. And I'm like, but that's Mr. Feeney. Like... <laughs> Feeney! Feeney! You know, and yet we never talk about the parents. <laughs> we don't. Well, the father played the racist father in American History X. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> we have so we much have racism all... with Boy Meets World references here. Okay, you know what we haven't talked about in the podcast, but we we have talked about you and I off air because okay. we do talk. Believe it or not, yeah. off air. I forget his name, but it's a comedian. Um, he's like a gay comedian. That he's what we're watching Seventh Heaven. <laughs> oh, I think his name is Rob Anderson because his his IG handle is Heartthrob Anderson. It is so good. It's wonderful. People, listeners, look we never him we up. never watched Seventh Heaven, and now I kind of wish I had. Look him up. 
he does he does like his own comedy routine and yeah. comedy stand. But one of the things that he's doing in his social media is look him up. So by the time Heart, I, Heartthrob Anderson. By the time I finish saying this, we could we could look him up. Heartthrob Anderson. Heartthrob Anderson. So yeah, he he do, he does a lot of like gay subject comedy, which is hilarious. But but he has two like sort of. Um, uh, in, like, Instagram, uh, if you will, content. One of them is things that would kill Gwyneth Paltrow. So he's he has these Instagram reels on like how you know. Remember that video that listeners that went viral a few months ago about Gwyneth Paltrow, the, that the she, bone broth that she has bone broth and like vegetables and all that. So in response to that, he did like a whole series of Instagram reels of like. <laughs> Ordinary things that will kill Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> like, any McCormick seasoning will, like, land her in the ICU. <laughs> a Krispy Kreme donut, like, she's dead. Like, and, off-brand cereals. Off-brand right, cereal. right. So He was like, I think she, Fruit Loops, she could have one. Right. But she wouldn't be the same after. <laughs> like, it will cause some internal damage. It's hilarious. But then, he's re-watching Seventh Heaven, and he does, like, reels on, like, every episode he watches, and they are hilarious. Because he's like, okay, so in this episode of Seventh Heaven, they find the homeless girl, the girl that ran oh, away yeah. from from uh, home, and then you find out that she was pregnant. <laughs> and then, you know, the pastor dad, right? he's always like, the pastor dad, calls the parents, who the parents then, you know, um, don't watch her in the house because she's pregnant so now <laughs> like he's hilarious Great. i didn't realize when i think of seventh heaven mm-hmm. i remember when it was on yeah but we never watched i just it, remember so. jessica beale like i remember that they were like a big deal in terms of like teen stars you right. know along but with jessica everybody else beale. in the wb yeah right. right but i never ever watched that show i didn't realize that show was as corny and bad as me neither it was. Yeah. I thought it was like... Um, and it ran for 11 years. I thought it was like a party of five sort of... That's what I thought. Yeah. Kind of. With a little more religion because it was pastor. It was but, pastor dad. Right. Um, thought it was kind of like that. You but know, no. party of five. But no, 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 no. This is awful. It's wonderful. Awful. The episode where the mom confesses that, that she, she smoked, smoked pot. <laughs> she might as well had been confessing to genocide. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> she tells the pastor dad so dramatically. <laughs> She's like, one time. Yes. And then he's like, oh, no. You know? And it's just so ridiculous. It's great. It's, it's great. Check it out. Heartthrob Anderson. Yeah, it's, it, I mean. He, he's really, really funny. Oh, my God. It's great. It's great. It's great. Oh, uh, bueno. I have to do a little antidote before. We, anecdote? Anecdote. <laughs> what did I say? You said antidote. And I'm like, who, who do we give poison? Uh <laughs> That's so that's so great. Like when you're watching a movie or something. Who has the, the antidote? <laughs> okay, so earlier this week I was at the barber shop and I know we told if you're watching the video, we both got fresh cuts. Yeah. Truth truth be told, I like my barber shops. I like them to be Cuban guys that have been here less than five years. Those are the best ones. They are. Sure, I'm just gonna. I, I will ask you Listen, later why. Nobody but... can give you a fail like Avancero. I'm not okay. That's fair. That's I fair. mean, I I'm, I mean, that's fair. Where's the lie? Yeah, I mean, are you gonna get a good fade at Supercuts? No, from Magali, who's been cutting hair for like 50 years, and God knows when was the last time she went to any type of updated beautician, you know, <laughs> continuing education, <laughs> continuing education, right? Supercuts. 
Yeah, that's like you want you know you want a good but you want a good one. Go to a Puerto Rican uh, Dominican uh, that's or true. Dominican. That's true. Or like a black barber shop. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But are really good with fades. They are. Right, but anyway, right. so I was here. You know, these are my people, so I can talk about them. So I was there, you know, getting you know, getting my hair mm-hmm. cut, and this other guy that works there. I don't know these guys, but they. I've been there enough that whatever, and. <laughs> You picked he, up on things. He's talking to another guy that works. He's like, no, 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 porque me negaron la, me negaron la residencia. Porque, bro, en la residencia, en la aplicación me salió que me arrestaron siete veces. My God. Oye, pero a mí no me han arrestado siete veces. A mí nada más me arrestaron seis. Ahora esa siete, esa séptima vez me está jodiendo de aplicación. And this was one of the few times... Because you know that I'm very measured and very reserved. You just sit there and enjoy the show. Right. No, but in, in just in my in my real life, right. I'm very measured and reserved with what I say. I'm never that guy that blurts things out or says things in the heat of the moment that I regret right. later. I'm very measured with what I say. But this was a moment where I wasn't. I blurted. I'm like, yo creo que el problema que tú tienes no es la séptima. Yo creo que son las seis son que tienes. <laughs> Yeah, seven is not the issue. Yeah. It's el problema all no es que it. tienes, te lucen siete, pero de verdad son seis. El problema es que tienes arrestos. Más de uno. Right. Anybody can have a snafu. I'm like, I, but it was so funny that he was so wow. concerned. And he's like, de verdad tú crees? I'm like, no, yo sé. Like, <laughs> no, sir. I'm like, tú tienes un abogado de inmigración? He's like, no. I'm like, okay. Yo creo que tú debes de poner un abogado de inmigración. Yeah, para que te ayude con esto, porque como que tienes un, eh, un antecedente criminal, uh-huh. ¿ok? No, brother, porque es que, es que no es justo, porque una vez a mí me cogieron. I'm like, no importa con qué te cogieron. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not asking, I'm not asking <laughs> no for details. No importa con qué te cogieron. El problema es que tú tienes un antecedente criminal right. y quieres, eh, necesitas la ayuda de un abogado o de un profesional que te ayude con el proceso de aplicación. And he's like, ok, 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 sí, sí, porque eso me habían dicho antes. I'm like, sí. <laughs> it's not the seventh one. No. It's the first one. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's not. A, it's, it's not a Prince song. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was like, oh, only in Dane. <laughs> He's probably been on. <laughs> I mean, we've got seven opportunities for him. Oh, six. Sorry, yeah. six. I don't. I don't want to defame the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yo, yo, well. Are you thirsty? Because I mean, I, I'm, you assuming, could go. You're, I'm assuming your barber's thirsty after going to yeah, t- being arrested you could go six times. Because I'm going to give a, a gasless soda today. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so you go with your positivity. And your I pride. will. I will go with my positivity. So it's the last Friday of, of Pride. Um, I feel like we've been talking about Pride for like six years. Um, so for the last uh, last soda of of Pride, I'm actually going to give it to another uh, past guest of the show. I'm going to give it to Wilson Cruz. Yes. Um. So he's been on Ricky. the show. Ricky. Yes. Ricky from my so-called life, and that's one of the reasons why I'm giving it to him. Is um. Not only is he just always, you know, this beacon of of representation and and making sure that you know all, all the causes, and he's always the first one to to with the rallying call and all of that. But I think for so many of us, he really was the first time that we saw an openly gay actor playing an openly gay character on primetime TV, and he was like. Who was Latin? Who was Latino? Which is why he works so well on our show. Um, but also, who was a teenager? Because I think many times you would have that gay character on like 
dynasty or something. Right. You know, it was always this like adult. And so this was probably one of the first times that we saw on primetime television, you know, a, a gay Latino character coming of age and, and 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 that journey. And and I think one of the one of the important things in that character because I used to watch my so-called mm-hmm. life that whole season it aired on ABC <laughs> um was that he was not the gay token character. The character of Ricky was very much an important character very on that out. show. Mm-hmm. And he had his own storyline and his own very, very real and like heavy, you yeah. know, narrative. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, we're just adding, you know. A sassy best friend. Uh, right. right. No, which he wasn't even. No, no, he wasn't. at all. He was extremely sarcastic, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so, and you think about it, that show was 1994, 1995. Sounds about right. So it's close to 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, sometimes I, I wonder if they would make a character like that now. Because I think that so many times, and we've, we've talked about yeah, this yeah. on the show, you know, with, with gay characters, they fall into like the negative, like the stereotypical tropes. Yeah. Right? So many times that the character of Ricky almost 30 years ago was, like, a, was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It was a revolution. It was, a, you know, a revelation. That's what right. I was looking for. But if you think that if like they would have kept on in that if that show would have had more seasons. It, that show, but but in terms of writing gay characters, if it would have been similar to that. Characters okay. that weren't an accessory. Characters that had were their own Characters in their own right. Right. And yeah. and were, you know, were this and this and this. And they were gay, you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, that that's a good one. So, yeah. You know, that's it, a good it, one. Who better to close out Pride I feel with? that Wilson Cruz should get more flowers than than he does yeah and i and i think especially I among younger people i think he deserves a lot more credit because damn right he was coming out as a teen i mean he was coming out as a teenager at the beginning of his career like that could have ended his career before it started it yeah yeah and he was always very open about it. Right. It's not like he was like, well, you know, this is just a character I'm playing. Right. Then, no, no, no. He he was, again, it was front and center. It was a gay, yeah. openly gay actor playing openly gay characters. And, you know, again, like any actor, some characters are better than others, but he always played them with a, with a degree of dignity. Yeah. You know, and, and that's something that, again, like you said, he should get more flowers because yeah. we a lot of the current queer youth um, owes a lot. To, to the doors that that, that man you know broke yeah. down yeah so good for good for him yeah all right so your last soda so my last soda today i hate to be a party pooper i'm gonna give a fizzless <laughs> soda oh be and i'm actually gonna give it to a bodily company <laughs> wow i'm gonna give it to pepsi which i freaking love pepsi. wait you love pepsi i prefer pepsi over i know I'm one of those people i know do you know what pepsi's coming out with what do you think is my worst nightmare Ketchup flavored soda. That is what they're coming out with. <laughs> called, Are you serious? I'm not kidding. Called a called Pepsi Chup. Cold no Cola Chup. Oh. Okay. Why in all the demonic forces of the exist would they make? Oh, I just don't even understand what that's it. supposed to sound like. I don't even know what that's supposed to taste like. Soda. Okay, listeners. Like, why you would you do that know. to yourself? The thing I am the most disgusted about in the entire earth is ketchup. Like, yeah. Tell the listeners. I'm not exaggerating. It elicits a reaction from the bowels of his system. I, I'll i tell you this. At one time years ago, my cousin messing around with me 
he got like a piece of bread, like a you know sandwich bread, and he right. filled it with ketchup. And he kind of like, he kind of like you know messing around with me, slapped me in the face with it, and smeared ketchup all over my face. I had such a reaction, like I threw up on myself, and like I almost passed out. That he was like, "Oh shit!" I will like, say my favorite thing since the birth of your son has been watching you. So hide my kid loves ketchup, for ketchup, and I cannot. <laughs> I cannot let him know that I hate ketchup the way I do. Actions will be taken. Because that kid will get a ketchup bottle and squirt it in my face. Oh, yeah. So when he tells me, bye-bye, can you bring me ketchup? I, like, take a deep breath. I, you know, because I can't breathe. Right. It's like I've seen people take less preparation for anthrax. <laughs> yeah. And I, I get the bottle. I go, here. <laughs> and I'm like keeping a cool face. And he's asked me, Papa, do you like ketchup? I'm like, no, it's okay. I like mustard more. Because he can't know. Like, no, he can't at all. know. At all. So the fact that they're making a ketchup flavored. Why are they doing this? Did you, I did don't you, no, know. But did, but did you read, like, why? Like, any, I, don't I don't know. I don't I'm know. I'm gonna look this up. I will, I will look this up. I, will I look don't this know. Up. I don't know. I don't know. Like, why would they do that? Like, when I read that, I'm like, okay, is this a joke? Like, did somebody like go in my computer and like write this article as like you know, it's like, a, a, joke? like a, a, a late April Fools? Yes. Yeah. That doesn't even sound like something that would be appetizing. I mean, forget just the flavor of ketchup is not okay. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. What okay, is, I'm what so is, grossed wait, out by ketchup. Wait, this is how grossed out I am by ketchup, people. That, for example. I love me some, uh, you know, mozzarella sticks with marinara. Yeah. When I am dipping the marinara, the the mozzarella stick in the marinara because it looks like ketchup, I get grossed out. I have to eat it very quick. So then when, you know, once I start eating it and I get the taste of marinara, I'm like, okay, it's not ketchup. Like, it's a mind trick that I play with myself. I just, I got to see this product because like, what is the one thing that everybody, when you're when you're using ketchup, tries to avoid? Please, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. What is it that they try to avoid? I can't say it. Having the liquid come out. Oh, oh, oh. So now Pepsi has decided. Pepsi has decided that they're going to basically turn that into their into their. Okay, let's drink. just end this segment, everybody. We hope you listened, laughed, and learned. I mean that. And now, if I see something that's going to activate my travel phobia, estoy mal, mal, mal. <laughs> Guys, it's layers on layers. Lady on layers. Gaga has nothing on me with no, her what with her migraine, fibro, her migraine, and her fibromyalgia. Oh, she has fibromyalgia too. Yeah, she does. Ay, que <laughs> Lord, did you see that picture I sent you today that I was in five and below? No, I sent you a picture. You sent me a picture Hold of on. five and below. Of it's in it's in our friend group, the friend chat. group. That oh the 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 sandals, those are sandals, you, right? Did you see that? They're just ugly with all those circles and I all mean, those bumps. Uh, they're just ugly. I, mean, I saw I, that and I'm like, yeah, I could feel that picasson coming. I mean, forget about your trip when I'm triggered whatever. But that they're just ugly. <laughs> They're just hideous. Yeah, There's no need. Awful. Anyway, oh yeah, five and below is really great. It is. They should sponsor us. I mean, <laughs> it really, really is. And I have to thank you for it. You're welcome. So, I mean, people, if you haven't visited Five and Below, this this podcast episode is not brought to you by Five and Below. But if you haven't visited, La Ganga are like huge. Yeah. Oh, it's like real gifts. I'm telling you. And they have brand names. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyway, everybody, we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. And as always, remember to have your croqueta, your pastelito, and your cafecito. And because it's 4th of July weekend, have a piece of apple pie. Damn right. And a hot dog. 
and a hot dog because yeah. nothing says more Fourth of July more than a hot dog. The hot dog and apple pie. Yeah, Jennifer. Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. Anyway, <laughs> have a great one, everybody. Have a great Fourth of July weekend, and we will be back next week. Cuídense, mi gente. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.